the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you for hour two today of the Pastor Scott Show. We're together each and every day from 3 to 5. We talk about the issues of the day from a Christian perspective. 888-528-2557 is the number. If you want to join the conversation, 888-528-2557. We have been talking a little bit about election politics today because of uh, the fact that March 5th is when we vote here in California. That's coming up. Iowa caucus is Monday, so official votes actually happen. There are so many things that are important that we will be voting on, not just the presidential election, but other things. One of the things that Republicans are dealing with, and of course, we're dealing this time around with debates on the Republican side, but we're not having debates on the Democratic side. And that is to, uh, you know, some Democrats feel like we should have debates, that Biden should be on stage with other Democrats. But typically, the incumbent president doesn't do that. So even though the other candidates who are running as a Democrat, and there's four or five of them, uh, say you should do that, you know, unless you know, they typically don't. Uh, that almost never happens. And this is the first time we've seen an election where two presidents, you know, a president and a former president, uh, at least the first time since uh, I got to look, whenever Grover Cleveland, he's the only one who actually came back. Uh, he may not even been running against the current president. I got to go look back at that. But uh, we're going to have something we haven't seen in our lifetime. It's a guy who is president and a guy who used to be president running against each other. And two guys who are at that point known quantities, right? You kind of know what you're going to get with Biden and you know what you're going to get with Trump, generally speaking. That's uh, different. And maybe that bores a lot of people. But anyway, on the Republican side, you've got a lot of debates happening. You're not seeing that on the Democratic side. But one of the things that the Democrats or that the Republicans are debating is how to handle the issue of abortion, because this will be the first presidential election since Roe versus Wade was overturned. And it's the second national election since that. And Republicans did not do well in 2022 with respect to uh, the national election, right? They did uh, well in a couple of states, but people were talking about red wave and Biden's unpopular and usually the party out of power picks up a lot of seats. Well, the Republicans barely took the House and they they did not take the Senate, something that everybody thought was very possible. They didn't do well. There's a lot of back and forth and blame for different people and, and stuff. But a lot of people, and I'm one of those people who question this, is it because of abortion? Is that the secret issue? Is that it's normally, especially right now, if you poll people and say, what are the issues? They're going to say inflation, which is up again, 3.4%, not good. The... Uh, that came out today. Uh, they're going to talk about the border. They're going to talk about gas prices and those abortions on the list, but it's usually down five or six, pretty low, relatively speaking. But some people wonder, is it actually in the heart of the voter? Is it actually much higher than that? You know, maybe people aren't going to say, but when they actually go to the ballot box, why is it that 
the state of Kansas uh, voted pro-choice. Why is it that even conservative-leaning states, when the votes, you know, when push comes to shove, when the votes are actually cast, uh, it seems like it goes the pro-choice direction ever since that. And so Republicans are dealing with that. I wanted to get your thoughts on it. I'll play some clips of uh, how people are, are dealing with this. And I wonder what you think is the right approach to that issue from the standpoint of how we vote. I think there's a lot to that issue that matters more importantly, even how we handle it on a local issue, and particularly with our relationships with people. There is a lot more to that. I want to see what you think. 888-528-2557. This was Nikki Haley at the Republican debate last night. These fellas don't know how to talk about abortion. I've said over and over again, the Democrats put fear in women on abortion, and Republicans have used judgment. This is too personal of an issue to put fear or judgment. Our goal should be how do we save as many babies as possible and support as many moms as possible. That's what we're going to focus on doing. We're not going to demonize this issue anymore. We're not going to play politics with this issue anymore. We're going to treat it like the respectful issue that it is. And the tropes that you want to talk about, you keep saying, where is anybody talking about putting a woman in jail or giving her the death penalty? South Carolina. There is legislation right now that would put a woman in jail if she got an abortion. Thank you, Governor. That's why I say that. See, those are pretty serious comments there, and uh, people are on different pages. So Ron DeSantis in Florida, they signed a bill that's a six-week heart week ban on abortion, meaning that at six weeks where a heartbeat is typically detected, then no abortions. There's exceptions for life of the mother uh, and that kind of thing. But, you know, where do you think, what do you think is right? Do you compromise on an issue? It's a, you know, when you're dealing with the issue of life and when life happens. If you believe that life happens at conception, then to make exceptions to the rule for whatever reason, uh, except for life of the mother, you're talking about life for life, but for issues like rape or incest or those things, as, as rare as those pregnancies are, relatively speaking. You know, that's part of this discussion, I think, is that most abortions happen for birth control reasons. All right. But um, where do you draw the line? So Donald Trump was asked about this because where where Ron DeSantis has been is the six-week ban. Six-week ban is very restrictive. Um, that will restrict most abortions, the heartbeat bills that are in uh, some states. Some states, you know, where Roe versus Wade got overturned by a Mississippi law that was 15 weeks. And what I always find interesting about that is that at 15 weeks, well, the abortions are – most abortions are done before that anyway. So I'm not really sure that 15 weeks restricts that many abortions. That much, I'm not really sure much has changed in the state of Mississippi with that uh, question. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. This was a question asked by a voter in Iowa of Donald Trump at the town hall last night. Yeah, well, for me, it all comes down to this question. Okay. So between you, sir, President Trump, and Ron DeSantis, because you both talk a lot about pro-life, your record, and that's my number one issue, and, and the cry of my heart Good. is justice for all people. And I've been, you know, vocal and celebrating with you all of your pro-life victories from the past. But then in this campaign, you've also blamed pro-lifers for some of the GOP losses around the country, and you've called heartbeat laws like Iowa's terrible. And so I'd just like some clarity on this because it's such an important question to me. I'd like for you to reassure me that you can protect all life, every person's right to life without compromise. So that was a pretty good way to phrase that question. And the words that Donald Trump has used about the six-week ban is that it's terrible. 
And, you know, with, with Donald Trump, you've got to ask for clarification. And sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't, you know, with words like that. Well, what do you mean? Do you mean the law is terrible? Is it terribly written? Does it mean you disagree with it? Does it mean that it has a, uh, you know, that you would support a longer ban? What do you mean when you say that kind of stuff? So he's going to respond. That's a great question. I appreciate it, too. You wouldn't be asking that question, even talking about the issue, because for 54 years they were trying to get Roe v. Wade terminated, and I did it, and I'm proud to have done it. They wanted to get it back, right? You wouldn't be have that. There would be no question. Nobody else was going to get that done but me. And we did it, and we did something that was a miracle. When I walked onto the stage today, a gentleman in the back, probably works for Fox, nice guy, said, sir, I'd like to thank you. I said, for what? He said, you saved two million lives in the last three years. You saved two million lives. And I said, thank you very much. I knew exactly what he meant. Two million lives. And nobody's done more in that regard than me. Now, I happen to be, uh, for the exceptions, uh, like Ronald Reagan, with the life of the mother, uh, rape, incest. I have I just have to be there, uh, I feel. I think probably 78% or so, Paul, about 78%. It was Ronald Reagan. He was for it. I was for it. But I will say this. um, You have to win elections. Otherwise, you're going to be back where you were. And you can't let that ever happen again. You've got to win elections. So there's a lot that he says there. There's some things I would take issue with. I mean, the Roe versus Wade was kind of on its way to defeat, I think, in time. What happened is he, President Trump, nominated three conservative justices to the Supreme Court. Most presidents don't get that. You know, if he gets reelected, he's going to get one for sure, maybe two, possibly three more. That's crazy. That's a Roosevelt, FDR. That's it. And and you know, Washington. I think that's all who had that kind of uh, influence on the court. But you know, see what he's saying is that you got to win elections, right? That if you can't win an election by holding to a certain position, then what's the point of holding to that position um, from the standpoint of, well, I'm just not going to vote for you if you don't totally agree with me? Is he right or is that compromising somewhere? He finished up by saying this. I remember this. They're the radicals. We're not the radicals because they'll kill a baby. Remember I had the debate with crooked Hillary Clinton which I don't call her crooked anymore. Use that now for Joe Biden, as you know. I call her beautiful Hillary. She's a beautiful woman. But, but in the debate with, with Hillary Clinton, I said, I said, you know, she's willing to rip the baby out of the womb in the ninth month. And, you know, I never heard this. I, it happened to me. It just came to me during that debate. I didn't go up there thinking I was going to say that. And she even winced. Nobody wants to see that happening after a certain period of time. Nobody. They're the radicals because they're willing to kill the baby in eight months, nine months, or even after birth. If you remember the former governor of Virginia where he said, you kill the baby after the ninth month or even after it's you set the baby aside and you have a conversation with the mother. And if the conversation, can you imagine? But these are the radicals. We're not the radicals. We are not the radicals. But we're living in a time when there has to be a little bit of a concession one All right. So he goes on to sort of frame the issue of how he's going to frame the issue of abortion. I think my opinion is that it's higher on the list of how people vote than what the polls say. That when the pollster says, what are the top issues for you? And you say inflation, economy, the border, those things, uh, people are all saying that. But I think that I think it's a bigger issue than the six or seven where that shows up. And and I think he thinks so. And uh, his attitude is, 
Uh, you got to find out where people are and support that. What do you think? 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Craig in Studio City, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Well, I have three points I want to make. First, I want to say I voted for Trump only when he was first elected because of the judge issue. Mm-hmm. And that was the number one thing he fulfilled. He did tons of other promises. He did an election, and, he, and I, I can't think of any he didn't fulfill. Uh, but the main the main thing is he's right. You have to have something that people will agree with. And if you don't have something people agree with, the Democrats will put something out on the ballot that you just horribly don't want, such as in California. If we would have been yeah. smart about it, we would have put our own bill out there that would have had better points that people could have made a decision about. I think the number one thing that people in California change hearts and minds is they have to put in there that if you're going to have an abortion, you have to have a sonogram. And I think uh, regardless of the time frame that, you know, different states may agree on different time frames, I think you have to come up with a, uh, an, something that people can vote on that will win. I think uh, the sonogram is so a great idea because most people, even people who are pro-abortion, agree with that. You know, not everybody, but most people think, no, if you're going to have a real choice, then you need to be fully informed about what's going on in your body. And then I think the other thing that should be in there is is you have to... We have to get to the point where the government isn't funding abortions. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, that is uh, a regular thing, usually not directly, but uh, indirectly through Planned Parenthood. And well, they're giving ways. the money to Planned Parenthood billions of dollars. And That's it, right. Uh, Planned Parenthood says we're not using it for that, it. but of course they are. That's right. So if, they, if Planned Parenthood had to have a sonogram, I think you'd end up with a whole lot less babies being aborted. And you'd have more informed women. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And you said you had a third point. Uh, that, well, those are the three points. Those one, you three. have to put something on the ballot yeah. in each one of the states that, that so can you, win. you would be and for so candidates who... We should have put our own ballot out that was restricted abortion to even a little bit, a month or two before what yeah. it was before, which was like six. And so you're talking about uh, abortion should be illegal. Prop one last time around was on the ballot, and it basically allowed for abortions right up through the ninth month. Some suggested even after that. Um, but there was no competing issue on the ballot, right? There was no um, sonogram requirement or things like that. That's uh, a smart thing to do, I think. All right, Craig, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Jonathan in Los Angeles, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi. Hi, Jonathan. Uh, so I think I think a mistake that conservatives kind of make a lot is this idea that just because abortion is morally wrong— that it should be, you know, illegal. I mean, we don't legislate morality in this country. And, you know, I, it's, you know, think about racism, right? It's not illegal to be racist. I don't think it should be illegal. It can be immoral to have an abortion and still be legal. I think that we have the freedom to make that choice, or women have the freedom to make that choice, because it still is their body. Should it be legal but, to discriminate openly? Like, I, I won't give you an apartment because I don't like your race. Should that be legal? Um... I mean, that's a good question. I mean, as it is now, I think it's, it, it is illegal, correct? It's illegal, yeah. yeah. You know, hard to prove yeah, that, right? But it's illegal. Yeah. It, and, see, and see what you're saying, it's because it's, you can't legislate what somebody thinks in their head, but you can, right. you can legislate what they do. The hard part about abortion is when you're dealing with the question, the, the question that conservatives are dealing with, but I don't think they articulate very well, is that we're dealing with does an unborn child have constitutional rights and therefore it that trumps the idea of i don't know can you even use the word trumps anymore i don't know you uh, it 
it supersedes the idea of the right of the woman over her own body. Sure. I guess my point is, is you, you could even have that. You, you could accept that the unborn child is alive without necessarily having to accept that it has rights above what the mother has, because the mother is present. The mother's here, whereas opposed to, you know, the, the child not, it's not able to stand in front of you, even if it is a life, you know? Yeah, what tends to happen in that argument is the people who are on the pro-abortion side don't even acknowledge that there's a life, because um, it's not the conversation they want to have. And what happens, I think, on the conservative side is they don't acknowledge what the woman might be going through. Uh, you know, that there's a lot more. And that's, I think, what Nikki Haley was trying to say. But still, in the course of the, you know, the debate, it, it still comes down to when does a person receive constitutional rights? Um, that's a harder, it's a, it's sort of a non-emotional discussion at that point, right? It becomes hard to communicate that. Sure. Yeah. I think that's just a matter of opinion. It's not really something we can prove one way or another, but. Yeah. Okay, Jonathan, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Barbara in West Covina, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello. Hi, Barbara. Um, how are you today? I'm I good. really love your show. Thank you. I just want to say that um, I am pro-life, but um, there's so many sides to this story. It's just not funny. I do think it should be between the doctor and the and the patient, and that morals should be a high priority in, in their decision-making. And I don't know how to print that on paper, but... Um, uh, you know, to make laws and, and restrictions and all that. Do you, but, um, do, you're pro-life, so does it make you uncomfortable when laws, like Nikki Haley said, said yesterday in the debate, that South Carolina is considering a law that would imprison a woman for having an abortion? Uh, does that, you know, it would call it murder and then uh, treat the person as a murderer like you would? Uh, does that make you uncomfortable being a pro-life person, that kind of law? Yes, it does. Um, when, you know, there's been, um, uh, I don't know, uh, women getting up and speaking about their pro-life and, and their babies dying and they can't have an abortion because uh, it's illegal. And so the women themselves are now at risk as well as the baby. And those things, none of us can judge. It should be between the doctor and and the mother. So, and, um, so as a pro-life yeah. person, you would say that you don't think the government should say one way or the other. Exactly. That's your that's your view. Some people would say that's yeah. a pro-choice point of view. Well, it's hard to think about, right? It's it's the nuance of all of the stuff. I think that's where some of the um, the you know, political debate is headed is it's you're going to have to clarify what you mean and why on all of these things. Barbara, thank you very much for for sharing all that. I think that what you're saying is what a lot of people think. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. David in Culver City, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Scott, thanks for taking my call. Uh, a few points, to let me make them briefly. Number one, most women don't even, re- most pregnancies are unplanned. Most women don't even realize they're pregnant until four to six weeks. So a six-week ban basically outlaws abortion. It's pretty much a total Number ban, two. right. That's correct. Right. Number two, 
um, religiously and morally, I understand the argument that, that the fetus is a person. But no legal or no scientific determination has ever determined that the fetus, which can't live independent of the mother, is a person entitled to the rights of personhood. Now, if the law changes, that's fine, but it hasn't changed. Yeah. Have Most you... Americans are unhappy with abortion. Look, I don't like abortion. Nobody likes abortion. But there are reasons that women have them. Do you agree with me that this is a a more significant issue than the current polling suggests, that it's not an issue of six and seven, but it's really a two or three? Well, I think, I'll I'll tell you where I think it's a big issue. If you try to have a a total ban on abortion, yes, that becomes a big issue because most Americans oppose unrealistic total bans on abortion. So I think there it would be a big issue. Donald Trump has a real sense of the politics here i agree it's it wouldn't it isn't a big issue per se but if you make it very restrictive yes it'll become a big issue because most americans do not look at ohio look at kansas look at nebraska everywhere where people have tried to pass constitutional amendments outlawing it or or giving the right of women to have it they've passed yeah that's correct david i gotta go to a break i thank you for your call on that the number is 888-528-2557-888-528-2557 what do you think lucy and eric and others on hold to get your calls as the pastor scott show continues stay tuned you're listening to the pastor scott show podcast have any questions or comments email pastor scott now at Pastor Scott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. These fellas don't know how to talk about abortion. I have said over and over again, the Democrats put fear in women on abortion and Republicans have used judgment. This is too personal of an issue to put fear or judgment. Our goal should be how do we save as many babies as possible and support as many moms as possible. That's what we're going to focus on doing. We're not going to demonize this issue anymore. We're not going to play politics with this issue anymore. We're going to treat it like the respectful issue that it is. And the tropes that you want to talk about, you keep saying, where is anybody talking about putting a woman in jail or giving her the death penalty? South Carolina. There is legislation right now that would put a woman in jail if she got an abortion. Thank you, Governor. That's why I say that. That was Nikki Haley at the Republican debate last night talking about the issue of abortion. We started talking about it because her and uh, also Donald Trump last night, we played some clips earlier, gave some of their opinion about this and how to handle it. I think the politics of it for Republicans is that Republicans have lost elections that seemed winnable whenever a pro-choice amendment is on the ballot or whenever there is a uh, uh, anti-abortion amendment is on the ballot. It seems that the uh, the anti-abortion side loses, and that affects a whole lot of things. So the Republicans are dealing with that. How do you think we should deal? How do we talk about this from a political standpoint in a post-Roe world? How should this be addressed? 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Lucy in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, thank you so much. Hi, Lucy. Um, well, hi. So I can bring in my medical perspective. I won't comment on the politics, but I'm a nurse and a sonographer at a pregnancy clinic. And I just want to comment on a couple of things that previous callers said. Um, I do agree that a requirement for a sonogram would be great, Mm. um, particularly because you want to rule out a potential ectopic pregnancy and a, a potential failed pregnancy, a miscarriage, 
before you make that big decision to have an abortion. I think that's really important um, because potentially if you do have an abortion um, with an ectopic pregnancy, that could be life-threatening, especially a pill abortion, a medical abortion, if you're going to take the pill. That's right. And if it's a, fa- if it's a failed ab- uh, pregnancy, if there, there is no heartbeat, then, then why would you be going through this big procedure potentially even surgery, surgical procedure for a pregnancy that's not going to move forward. So that would be a really important reason to have a sonogram or ultrasound um, early in the pregnancy to just confirm the pregnancy first before that decision is made. So I, I would love to see something like that required. Um, the other, another caller mentioned about uh, not knowing, uh, a woman not knowing that she's pregnant until maybe she's six weeks or so. But usually the case is a woman knows she's pregnant when she's missed her period. That's typically when she'll take a pregnancy test. Because that's around four weeks of pregnancy. Um, that's how we date a pregnancy. So um, right around there is when she typically knows, you know, to take a test and then it comes back positive. And then after that is when an ultrasound would be recommended for sure. Um, having said that, um, as far as the other discussion about the personhood of the baby and when that begins or when that could be determined, um, yes, the heartbeat actually begins for a baby at five weeks pregnancy. So five weeks pregnancy is when it begins, but it usually cannot be visualized on an ultrasound when, until they're closer to six weeks. So actually specifically five weeks, five days. That's when you can see it on an ultrasound, but it's still, it's actually there earlier at five weeks pregnancy. And when we say five weeks pregnancy, that's the dating of the pregnancy, but it's actually three weeks after conception. It's a little, it can be a little bit confusing for people, but it's actually three weeks after conception is when the heart starts beating. It's five weeks pregnancy, three weeks conception. Um, it's a gestational age versus fertile, fertile vision age. Right. It's a little bit technical, but uh, just to be clear on that. And then, um, but then some people will say, well, actually, it's not about the heartbeat. It's actually about uh, the unique DNA that's there from day one, from conception. Because at conception, what's happened is the mom's DNA and the dad's DNA, their chromosomes have combined. And on that very first day of conception, there is brand new DNA. Right. You can open it up and you can see. And that's what the science is. The new science yes. has led us that way. Yes. Would you say that? Absolutely. With, would you say as a, a nurse, you know, who does this, that you would, you would support the idea that all women who are pregnant should have a sonogram before uh, abortion. I mean, you should have one before you're going to have birth, right? Um, there's a lot of reasons for that. That'll get pushback, right? So the, the pushback against that is is that many women, once they see the baby, change their mind about getting an abortion. Yes, yeah. and that, that, that happens... That happens all the time. Actually, yeah. that's usually the determining factor for most of them in their decision making is it becomes real for them. Once they see a heartbeat, then they can say, oh, wow, yeah, that's a, that's a person inside of me. And then uh, once they see that, it makes it harder for them to then go through with an abortion. That's pretty common. Yeah, that is a common thing. That's why there's pushback on that. Or even if you do the sonogram, you don't show her, uh, you know. Uh, what's yeah, there? and 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 <clears throat> yes, and then Plan, yeah. Planned Parenthood knows that. I don't know how it is in other states, but in California, if you walk into Planned Parenthood and you ask them for 
an ultrasound because you're pregnant. Um, unless you're having an abortion, they will not provide one for you. But then when they do um, provide an ultrasound for you because you're deciding to have an abortion, they will not let a woman see it. Yeah, that's they will, correct. They will hide it from her visually. And, and we know that. Yeah. We hear that all the time. That's why I don't like the term pro-choice, because if you're really pro-choice in this issue, then you need to have an informed choice, a fully informed medical choice like you would with any other medical procedure. Uh, and if you're hiding things, you know, if if your doctor is hiding a, you know, something from that came up in one of your tests from you, uh, then you and then you're asked to make a choice about your medical procedure. You, you're not making a, an informed choice because you don't know all the details. Yep. Uh, that's a big deal. Lucy, yep. thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. 888-528-2557. Lisa in Mission Viejo. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. <laughs> First of all, I have to say, I love you, Lucy. That was an amazing call. You totally calmed my heartbeat down. I was just so passionate when I heard some of your callers because I am extremely passionately pro-life. I've had two abortions in my past, so I know the agonizing pain of going in and making those choices and being uninformed. And first I all want to say the Declaration of Independence says we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men and women are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator, that's capitalized C, God, certain inalienable, inalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So and there's... Psalm 139... Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, so there's an, the argument that pro uh, or anti-abortion side doesn't make well is that this issue is about when do constitutional rights apply to the unborn child right that and that gets left off by the pro-abortion side they don't want to talk about that part right um would you support you know what about these laws that come from the right about causing a woman to go to jail if she has an abortion you know that's where this gets real complicated from the legal standpoint what do you think about that I think the abortionist should go to jail. What about the uh, woman? Like Lucy said, yeah. I don't, you know what Lucy said earlier, a lot of women are going in there and they're uninformed. The ectopic pregnancy is a life-threatening pregnancy. Right. And if a child has passed and not survived the pregnancy, that's another issue as well. So um, I don't think it's just between a doctor and the mother, because I think oftentimes Planned Parenthood, well, not oftentimes, most of the time Planned Parenthood is lying to these mothers. And yeah. so I, I think it's the abortionist that should be jailed. I think there's, so you think the abortionist should be jailed, but not the woman who has an abortion? No. No. Okay. What would I you say about those right. laws, some of those laws that are being presented? Is that helpful or not helpful? Um, I, I think they're demonizing women. You know, they're demonizing women that are uninformed, and I, I'd, I'd like to see a little bit more about that law. It sounds yeah. like it's pretty extreme, right? Yeah, it probably but, is. Uh, I think there's one like that in uh, in Texas. You know what? When you're talking about this, it reminds me of uh, there was somebody we had on recently who talked about how many women don't even understand scientifically how they got pregnant when they come into the clinic. Oh. That was hard for me to understand, but, you know, how do yeah. you not know this? But, you know, there is so much uh, misunderstanding out there. That's part of the tragedies of uh, all of this. Uh, Lisa, well, and, yeah. and, you know, I will say one thing about Planned Parenthood. They, um, they'll give a birth control pill, but oftentimes the birth control pill is given that's not strong enough. It will still allow the girls to get pregnant. So then they come in pregnant having to get an abortion. Yeah, well, that, that does happen with the birth control. It's not 100%. 
Yeah. You know, no, sometimes sometimes all. one gets past the goalie. It just happens. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. all right, Lisa, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Thank Show. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's go to Ashley in NoHo. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. North Hollywood, is that what NoHo is? All right. Yes, North Hollywood. Yes. Hi, Ashley. Hi. Go ahead. You know, I have two children of my own. My 13-year-old is uh, autistic, and my 4-year-old daughter I gave birth to, and six months later I started having heart attacks. My current health state is called postpartum cardiomyopathy, mm-hmm. and I have stage 4 heart failure. Okay. And I had six heart attacks uh, within the last three years. So the fact, or sorry, within three years, I had six heart attacks. For me to be put in jail for getting pregnant and not being able to just discuss it with my doctor and see where we are, I don't feel that that's right, that I should be in prison for murder because... Want to die and not be able to take care of my two children that I currently yeah. have. In your case, most of the time, you know, it would be a life of the mother issue, and, and you wouldn't qualify on that. But there is some, you know, if the law isn't written well, then you could find yourself in that situation uh, where it's not clear, and uh, that's been an issue in a couple of places before. No, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I do know that uh, having a certain type of a blood type, an O negative, an Rh negative blood type you are more susceptible to building antibodies when having a child. Yeah, I'm, and you Ashley, I'm going to have to go to a break. I appreciate your call on that, but it does talk about the, the medical issues that are for real, which is another part of it is that uh, this, is, this should be handled like any other medical issue where you're fully informed, even of all those things. All right, I've got to take a break. Uh, Eric and others, I'll get your calls, 888-528-2557. We'll be right back. Listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at Pastor Scott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. That's a great question. I appreciate it too. You wouldn't be asking that question, even talking about the issue, because for 54 years they were trying to get Roe v. Wade terminated, and I did it, and I'm proud to have done it. They wanted to get it back, right? You wouldn't be have that. There would be no question. Nobody else was going to get that done but that, me. Yeah. And we did it. And we did something that was a miracle. When I walked onto the stage today, a gentleman in the back, probably works for Fox, nice guy, said, sir, I'd like to thank you. I said, for what? He said, you saved two million lives in the last three years. You saved two million lives. And I said, thank you very much. I knew exactly what he meant. Two million lives. And nobody's done more in that regard than me. Now, I happen to be, uh, for the exceptions, uh, like Ronald Reagan with the life of the mother, uh, rape, incest. I have, I just have to be there, uh, I feel. I think probably 78% or so, Paul, about 78%. It was Ronald Reagan. He was for it. I was for it. But I will say this. Um, you have to win elections. Otherwise, you're going to be back where you were. And you can't let that ever happen again. You've got to win elections. That was Donald Trump last night on the Fox Town Hall discussing his view on abortion. The questioner, uh, we played it earlier, but she said she's very concerned about his point of view because 
he has said that the six-week abortion bans are terrible, and uh, he's explaining that. So what he's talking about are his exceptions and also talking about if you want to maintain things, you got to win elections. And, uh, you know, I think that's an, an issue for a lot of voters that they don't always tell the pollsters is that abortion is much higher on the list. Um, there's, you know, if you ask people right now, you know, what are your big issues? Well, it's it's inflation and it's the border and uh, it's uh, those kinds of things, crime. And the abortion's coming in around six or seven, depending on the poll. I think it's a little higher than that, though, with respect to how people actually vote. And uh, I'm wondering what your thinking is about that and the issues involved. 888-528-2557. Eric in Corona, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor, how are you doing today? I'm good, Eric. How are you? Good, good. Hey, listen, that call a couple of calls ago was absolutely brilliant. Loved it. Which call? And uh, the, the, the the one where the lady uh, broke down everything from uh, DNA to Planned Parenthood. She talked about all the medical issues that are yeah. involved. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. Now, yeah. I don't know anything about that. Yeah. My, 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 my call is a political take. And, and, and you and I have talked about this before because... One, well, two things, two takes. One, I think that the Supreme Court's going to give the Democrats a gift because they're going to they're, they're going to vote. They, they're going to rule against uh, the abortion pill in, in October, which is about six weeks before the election. They're going to rule so, that says uh, that that can't be mailed across state lines, I think, exactly, right? Exactly. So that it's yeah. because if a state has uh, more restrictive rules, you can't get around it by the pill. And you, so you think that that will bring abortion more to the forefront of the debate right before the election really heats up? Not only are they going to do that, remember this, and, and I, I think me and I talked about this before, the largest voting vote, largest voting block in this country are 18 to 29-year-olds. Every one of those 18 to 29-year-olds 20, was born after 1970. So they have lived their entire life, in the majority, and, 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 and there's more women than there are men. Do you think that as they age, though, that they get more uh, pro-life on that subject? Like, for sure, they're on the, uh, you know, pro-choice side of the political argument. But um, probably, probably not. But not not eighteen to eighteen to twenty-nine year olds aren't there yet. Yeah, Most of them not. aren't even. But pregnant is yet. that a reason? And that's kind of where I'm getting at with this. Is is you Donald Trump is probably right. If you don't win elections, you can't do anything. You know that you want to but do. But, but it's, it's at what point do you – What? how far do you go with your values to compromise on something well, like this? I – compromise on what? I mean, he compromised. Here's the thing. If abortion is wrong, it's wrong, right? Right. If killing is killing. But we make exceptions for rape and incest, okay? Those are what his exceptions were, exceptions. yeah. Right, but you're still killing. That's right. It's, it, it, produce, it, it's still, philosophically, it's, still it's not. Thing. There's no difference in how the baby got there. Exactly. That that that's one hypocrisy. The other hypocrisy is this: if 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 you if you're in Texas, it's you you can't have an abortion. Period. If you're in Florida, it's four weeks. If you're in in Mississippi, it's I think twelve or fifteen weeks. If you're in California, it's twenty six weeks. So 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 Republicans who say. We support this. Basically, what Republicans are saying, you can still kill your child as long as you catch it within four weeks or 12 weeks or 16 weeks. That's okay. But if it's outside of that, you now have to have this child. Yeah. So, are they saying, and this is, I think, Eric, this gets into kind of what I'm trying to get at. Are they really saying, 
I think some might be, but are they really saying it's okay, or are they saying I'm going to compromise here because I can't win to go further? But if you compromise, then that's not a value. I mean, values are uncompromisable. Well, I don't know if I would my, agree my because if if someone I I agree with the idea that what, what you say about the inconsistency about the rape and incest uh, exclusion, for example, uh, and right. And, but and if somebody said to me right now, Scott, you have the power to end all abortions except for rape and incest, I I think I would go for that, even though I don't agree with I you know that's I guess that's what I'm getting at. We hear with the because even that, when you get to the laws become, that are. Even when you get to the laws that are making it murder and charging perhaps the woman with murder, that's also part of the the logic of it, right? If it's murder, well, then it's murder, uh, right? But right. Not, so not, at some but point, you're looking at two things. At some you point, look, you have a really quick. Yeah, go ahead. You're looking at two things. You're looking at a political perspective, which should always be compromised, and everything is negotiable. If it's a value, especially a a, a biblical value, then it's uncompromisable. If you're saying even politically and against well, polit- well, no, because to me it's two different things. You can have abortion that's a political issue if that's how you choose to look at it. But if you're saying I don't look at politics because you and I are political junkies, but most people aren't. Um, most people are saying I believe that God says life, but I'm going to compromise. There is no compromise if it's. A value. I would. I would never. I would never prostitute my wife. No matter how broke I got. Right. So that's a value. So you would say that for a Christian in this issue, or maybe for Republicans or people who are pro-life, and that's how they want to vote, that they have to go all the way or nothing on this issue. If it's if if it's if it's if it's a Christian value that you hold dear, again, it, it because now you're saying we're compromising again. Again, this, honey. It's okay. We can't pay the rent this month. We're only going to do this one time. If it's wrong, it's wrong, no matter the consequences. That's a, that, that's, I think you were talking about this Monday or Tuesday, one day you, you, you were talking about consequences. The consequences to me doing the right thing means I lose elections. Yeah. That, but, that, so, that is, but it means, it means more abortions happen, right? So it, it you see what I'm saying is that I feel like at some point you're going to compromise to with different issues, even though you want it to go further, you compromise because you want to at least stop some of it. But aren't abortions going down anyway? I mean, pe- people are I having less think, and less. And, and, I think that the, the surgical ones are going down, but the ones with the pill is a huge issue. It's probably going up. See, and those aren't tracked. So you, 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 you have know, a, Ruth, a, the entire issue is changing, actually, medically. Sure, you know Ruth Ruth Gader Ginsburg made, made made a very uh, valuable, funny point one day. She said, "If men if men got pregnant, you'd be able to have an abortion that Jiffy Lube." <laughs> well, I, 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 I say I say that, to but say I that. don't think that's true of all men. I actually I don't think that's true because there's a lot of women who are pro pro life who are not who do not support abortion at I, all. I, think, I don't think, I think that I don't I think, think that all women are for abortions, which is what well, that pers- I that I, I don't think so either. Yeah. But there but but it's easy it's easy it's easy to make a judgment when you don't have that consequence. And and for me, I think and, and, and I've lived with I, I I've lived with my mother and I live with my wife who's been a mother for twenty nine years. I know how I know it's a very difficult, challenging thing for them to deal with. And, a- and, 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 and and to take and and, and to take an option from them, 
But should they have have an option at seven months to do it, eight months? No. No, Okay, but see, then you just made the same same argument that if it's okay at three months, well, then it's really okay for the same reasons it's okay at seven months. because, because, because we're talking about we're talking about viability versus not viability, and a woman's choice to say I don't want. But see, then you if, took if, it out of you, the woman you, and doctor's choice at that point, right? It's a, it, and it's it's completely each one of these things. There's a compromise somewhere that is going to be made. We're running out of time, Eric. It's a great conversation. Sure. Um, hey, hey, have a good one now. Yeah, and thank you for calling. And I think he he kind of makes my point about how hard this is, right? But as we consider this from a legal perspective. You know, I, I think that with things you, you make progress, right? You you aren't compromising your values necessarily to say, well, this is as far as we're going to get. I'll take that, uh, and then we'll come back to it. But I think that the way that you win this argument from a pro-life, pro-life perspective at the end of the day is person to person, that this is a personal choice. I think that – meaning that – that legally in California, you're going to have abortion legal. That's not going to change, right? So how do you reduce – abortions in the state of California. It's you change hearts. You change people's minds emotionally and spiritually about what the baby is. And I think the scientific arguments matter a lot. I think it I think asking for regular medical attention be due to for all pregnant women, even those who want abortions, matters a lot. I think a woman who wants an abortion deserves to know what it is she's actually doing. And the sonogram rule would be a good one. There's a lot more to talk about with this, and I appreciate that. I think it gets complicated in that political world. That's why the Republicans are wrestling with it. Everybody, we're out of time for today. Ted and others, I won't get to your call, but we can talk about it tomorrow because tomorrow is Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you want to talk about on Fridays. It is Friday tomorrow, right? Yeah, I just have to make sure, you know, I uh, with the holiday and uh, getting sick with this weird uh, stuff that I uh, had them a little bit out of sorts. But there we go. All right, tomorrow. Everybody, this is the Pastor Scott Show. You can get the podcast by going to wherever you get your podcast and looking for the Pastor Scott Show. Click subscribe and share it with other people. Invite your friends to listen to our show. We appreciate that very much. And you can follow me right now on social media. Go to at Pastor Scott Show on uh, Twitter, X, Instagram, and Facebook, at Pastor Scott Show. Click like or follow and get Give us a follow that way. We're on each and every day from 3 to 5. We'll see you tomorrow for Open Line Friday from 3 to 5. Everybody have a good night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.